0: Hello, and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, your lead RV ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the RV lifestyle. It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships. And RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at myrvninja.com. Hi, and welcome to the MyRV Ninja broadcast. I am your host, your lead RV Ninja, James Upham. And I'm excited to come to you today to talk to you about a couple things that I know you're going to appreciate because I have the privilege of having a good friend of mine join the show. Now, I had promised earlier this week that we were going to have this gentleman on and uh, true to form, I have got Mr. Tom DeWard on the line with me and we're going to go through a couple of things. Tom, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Tom and I, well, we go back a little ways, don't we? Uh, you and I work together at Winnebago. Um, man, you, well, before I, let me back up. Before I get, go there, tell us a little bit about, I mean, you've been in the RV industry for a long time and, and right now you're kind of doing your own thing, but, you know, tell us about, you know, your path as you were working at Winnebago and uh, some, uh, some of the good stuff there.
1: Yeah, 20 years in the industry and still kind of in a, uh, a minute still in a way, and I'll explain that later, but 20 years of my professional career started off um, really is kind of like my first job, honestly. I had a little other side hustles before that, but it was my first real job um, just working as an hourly employee as a technician uh, at the factory, and a uh, great way to learn, I mean, how the product is built is to see it when it comes in with, um, you know, it wasn't always warranty problems sometimes just damage from you know insurance jobs you know a tree fell on it or some of those bigger items that maybe the dealership couldn't handle yeah um we would yeah. do those repairs there so it was a great way to learn um, um did you ever, um, really, did really get, you ever,
0: sorry did you ever work the line like putting you know in the process you No, know,
1: there was yeah yeah, so anybody who knows anything about Winnebago, where they're located uh, up in north central Iowa during, uh, really starting this time of year and going forward into the winter, not a lot of people want to come up there for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's the <laughs> 20 degrees below zero or the three feet of snow. So we would get slow during that time of year, and if the factory was rocking and rolling, they would ask for volunteers to come over, and um, it was a way to... You know get some extra hours in and make a little extra money and learn you know just kind of mix it up a little bit do something different meet some new people so yeah there was there were uh, a few months just kind of scattered in there where i got to work on the line too
0: so yeah it's funny when you and i used to do all the factory tours and um what we would do it for the dealers that would come in uh provide training uh national training opportunities uh, I remember um you and, and of course you did this more than me because you were you were with Winnebago a lot longer than I was, but um yeah, the the winter ones, the winter tours were always the ones that got me, man. Being a Florida boy and living on the East Coast <laughs> in North Carolina, I used to tell people I was like, I could think I could literally name you a thousand places that they should have other than Forest City that they should have built this plant. It was <laughs> crazy. Yep.
1: Um yep. Without- I used to- Tell my dealers too that we're coming up. I'm like, no, seriously. Now it's February. You you need to prepare to dress warm. And they say, well, well, you know, we're in Texas or Oklahoma. We get cold too. I'm like, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> cold. cold. like a good Iowa cold. And people from the north understand that blowing wind will just hits you in the bones. And yeah, yeah it it's it's tough. But it's, yeah, so I did that for a while, and then uh, I, I got into sales right around towards the end of 2007. Um, beginning of 2008, which was, you know, we think about the timing, what was going on, you know, not just in the industry, but in the world, the financial meltdown was an interesting time yeah. to switch over to sales. Um, and But it was great, you know, looking back at it, then every year from that point forward was a little bit of an uptick, a little bit of an uptick, you know, year after year. So um, it was, I'd rather do it that way, you know, start when it's low and, and see the incline rather than doing it the other way.
0: So, how, so before you left Winnebago, I mean, how many years did you have under your belt? I was right at 20 years. 20 years. So it was, it was really kind of, kind of your first real job, as you said. And then you immediately started, um, you know, you worked, you doing some manufacturing and repairs. And uh, during an interesting time in 2008, you actually went over to sales. And of course, when I joined several years later, um, you were still in the sales position. But then um, there was another transition where they brought you back to service where you were working kind of as a, as a counterpart to us in the field in sales. You were working as a service rep. So when I was going around, you know, uh, se- selling motorhomes to dealers, you know, finan- not financial support. No, uh, no, we did not do that. But as I was providing um, retail support and shows and training and whatnot, you were doing the same thing, but on the service side uh dealing with warranties and stuff like that can you can you talk a little bit about that and what what some of the things you did there and some of the things you learned
1: yeah most definitely so since i had that background originally anyways it was kind of a smooth transition um going from service to sales and then sales back to service it was kind of nice to be able to mm-hmm. interchange that and yeah you we both had you know between you and i we had some territory that overlapped along with some other uh sales guys out there so and then fortunately for for me, since I've been in sales, I knew the guys already. That that always helped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just go in there, and and Winnebago is one of the few companies that does it and still does it, where they provide that district manager approach. There's somebody out in the field who goes around and meets with the dealerships. Um, you know, we have a lot of different lists of things we want to get done, but one of them being up high was that, you know, if there's any, is there something that we need to know as a manufacturer that you guys know already? that maybe we haven't heard about yet. Is there something we can do? You know, have you seen a number of problems coming through and should we be aware of that? What can we do to fix it? You know, going forward on the assembly line, if that's possible to, to prevent any any of those getting out there. So, you know, there's, there's that, um, you know, providing help. If, if there's a certain um, owner out there that's having substantial problems with uh, technical problems with the unit, is there something we can do to get involved? Um, And, and, and that just, you had all sorts of flexibility. If you need to go meet the person out at his or her home, you could do that. If, if you can arrange a meeting at the dealership, uh, you could do that. So, I mean, Winnebago was very hands-on and and other manufacturers probably are too, but that was one of the things that Winnebago really took serious was providing service after the sale.
0: Yeah. You know, um, I got to say this about you, man. One of the things, first, first impressions with, uh, meeting Tom you know, I thought he looked a little like uh, Dave Matthews, which, you know, I used to go to their concerts and like yeah. But, but man, you always wore the best shoes. I don't know if I can oh, get, yeah. I have to get you to get a picture of some of your shoes. You always had the best shoes. And I thought, that guy knows how to buy some shoes. I bet your wife bought them for you. But
1: that's you Well, know. I tell you what, maybe at the time they were good. I bet if you go back and look at some pictures, you think, what was, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot
0: so tom back backing up here a second now as as you were out there in the field working on the service side, which is kind of where I, I was hoping uh our listeners can can glean some um some inter- some uh, information from you um on on your advice so so what I'm getting at is you know what would you if you're a brand new say say there's a brand new buyer maybe somebody who is interested in buying an r v uh, or is already, you know, in an RV, you know, what are some of the things that you saw the most of that people, had they just done one, you know, one thing in prevention, it would have saved them from a whole lot of service work, or even warranty work, is there anything that, that you know, catches your attention now that you remember, that you saw more than anything that you could offer as advice to our listeners?
1: Oh, most definitely, yeah, and, and you've done some podcasts on this already, and um, you're pretty much spot on, but yeah, while you're in that sales um, process, you know, research the manufacturer, start with that and just make sure um, it's not as much of an issue today as it was talking about you know, 2008, 2009, but make sure the manufacturer's still around, make sure they're in business. Yeah. Um, that could be a big deal if you buy something and you know, if it's used and you find out that the manufacturer's not in business, it's not the end of the world, but if you need parts that are specific to that motorhome, it could be a challenge. Uh, to do that in the rv industry there's um it's a little bit different than the car industry where the way i understand the automotive industry is that you know if if a manufacturer ceases production of a certain model they still have to provide parts for that model Yeah. i believe it's for at least 10 years and and that doesn't apply to the um to the rv industry unfortunately it should um but yeah, they, if, if the manufacturer's not around, where are you going to go? If you need parts, you might have, might have to resort to go into like a salvage yard or something like that, um, which could be tricky. So make sure the manufacturer's still around that you can still get parts for that particular model. Um, and then the thing I would go, the next step would be, you know, who you're buying it from. Is it from a dealership? Is it from a private individual? If it's a dealership, do the same research on the dealership. Make sure you know, they've been around, they don't have to have been around for a while, but if they are, if they've been around for decades, that's a good sign. That means that they're doing something right. Yeah. Make sure they actually have a physical dealership and a physical, um, you know, service department that, that kind of, to me shows that they're serious about being in this industry, because that's quite an investment to have those buildings, um, and those kind of assets. So, I mean, that just shows you, they have some skin in the game. They're going to be around. Yeah. Um, we live in a day and age where anybody can write a Google review. So that's good. I mean, it's easy to research today. Um, you know, if the dealership has good ratings or not. Now, keep in mind that <laughs> that's the good side of it. The bad side of it is that we live in a day where anybody can write a Google review.
0: <laughs> so you
1: got to take it a little bit with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, do your research. Make sure it's a, a good, reputable dealership in that area. Um, if it's a private buyer, um, uh, you could still do the research to make sure, obviously, that if they're selling it. How, how important,
0: um, on, uh, Tom? How important are, in your experience, you know, when it? I, I know you were dealing with new motorhomes, but, um, you know, are, are I'm a big, and you don't have to agree with me on this, but I, I'm a really big um, supporter and proponent of of getting an RVIA inspection before you buy a used unit, particularly if it's a couple years old and it's out of warranty. Um, do you, is, is that a good idea in your opinion or do you disagree with me on
1: that? No, I, I, I would agree. Um, especially if it's used, obviously if it's new, it's going to have that already, but if it's, it's used, you should. Um, I mean, you wouldn't buy a house without an inspection typically. I mean, you, you could choose to, but you I, most people would not advise that. So it's the same thing. You got to think, you know, it's, it's a car and a house combined into one and both of them need their inspections so and then beyond that though i would also do a walkthrough if that's possible you know if you're buying out of state sometimes that's harder to do but it's a big investment i would i would take the time to do a, a, a physical walkthrough check out just do a, an appearance check is there discoloration in the ceiling well that could be a sign of water leaks and that's that's something you don't want is there delamination in the sidewall um Is there a pet smell or a smoke smell that might be difficult to to get rid of those smells afterwards those just walking through it honestly for 10 minutes can tell you a lot about how the that rv was kept and maintained
0: yeah tom let's talk about water real quick um you know i i am of course i was i was on the sales side but you know as you mentioned earlier there was a lot of overlap in our territories and you and i were actually pretty cool. We were able to meet up on the road a couple times and, uh, of course, calling the same dealers and and, um, and work together on some stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know nearly as much about this as you do, but, you know, when I was out in the field um, in that position, I, I just, whenever we heard about water damage, it just, it was just like you could hear the bells, you know, the cha-chings going on. the back. It was so expensive. Um, and, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm pointing that out to say, you know, in your opinion, I mean, did, if you saw water damage or if you saw delamination, which I know is not, is not something you see as much as you used to because of, uh, the procedures that they put in place for building. But, um, I mean, would something as simple as, as reminding people on, uh, who's listening, like checking your seals, I mean, is are, are there little things like that that you should, you know, you should do as an owner to really prevent it from hurting your um, your pocketbook here down the road? Is there something there that you would recommend?
1: Most certainly, yeah. I mean, and you hit it right on. I mean, check your sealants. Get up on the roof if you can. Um, check those sealants. Um, check the sealants around the windows and any openings. Anything that's been cut into the motorhome or the, the, the RV sidewall roof check those if you're not able to do it have a dealership do it for you and i would say at a minimum twice a year um you know if you put it in storage you know for the winter well then do it before you put it in storage do it when you take it out of storage especially if it's if it's um uncovered storage if it's sitting outside even if you're not using it the elements can really do a number on the sealants and it's if you can catch it a, a sealant that's that's separated it's a pretty easy fix take the old stuff off, clean it up, put new stuff on. It, you know, shouldn't cost you more than 10, 12 bucks if you do it yourself. If you don't catch it and it goes on for an extended period of time, yeah, you, you could be in the thousands for repair.
0: So along those lines, kind of a follow-up question to that I'd have, uh, you know, it's, it's, not as, it's not as important where I live, but certainly more important uh, in areas of the country where you're from. I don't know about where you're living right now. It's, it's as important, but, you know, there's this thing called winterizing. And, um, you know, being a, a Southern boy, I, I I didn't even know what that was. I mean, going, you know, was that just going indoors when it's really cold? I mean, like, I don't know what winterizing means. Does that mean, you know, you go somewhere for winter? I mean, what? So when I, when I started learning yeah. about this, I started saying, oh, okay, there's this thing called winterizing. And you'd be surprised um, how many people don't know about that or know that they should do that. You know, we talked about some water damage. I mean, is there, is, is this, you know, did you see a lot of pipes that were busted because they were exposed or not insulated well because it, you know, the, the owner didn't take really a couple hours to go in and maybe blow out the lines to, maybe they didn't know uh, and put in winterizing. I mean, is winterizing as important as they make it sound? It's,
1: it's, uh, yeah, it's very important. We didn't see it a lot. Most people, um, I guess they'd been educated by the dealer that you need to be aware of this. Um, or they just were never in climates where it was that cold, like you said, maybe they went south for the winter, but, um, yeah, on occasion you'd see it. And, um, it's just one of those things that it's not as expensive, um, as like maybe, you know, water delamination, like we were just talking about, but it's still one of those unnecessary expenses. It doesn't have to happen if you just blow out the lines or just buy a gallon of that RV antifreeze and run it through your system real quick, and, and then you get the peace of mind, so right. yeah, I mean, I think a gallon of that stuff is only a few bucks, so it's it's pretty cheap. Yeah,
0: um, Any anything else out there that you saw a lot of regarding repairs was, I, and I know it's, you know, you're, it's really not, it's, we're not able to say across the board, because you have everything from conversion bands, and you know, class Bs, all the way up to big class A diesels that you were servicing so you might have an issue with a van that you would never have an issue obviously with a a class a diesel but is there is there anything out there that you saw a lot of that maybe our our listeners should should pay attention to or be on the lookout for when it comes to repairs
1: um yeah like you said it's hard to pinpoint anything because even in the motorhome world there's so many different types of motorhomes and yet on top of that the travel trailers and fifth wheel so there's so many different things um But I think what I would tell most people is um, make sure uh, that you just carry just your basic tools with you. Even if you're not super handy, just make sure you got some basic tools, wrenches, pliers, things like that. And because you're going to, there's going to be a few adjustments, things like that, that you're going to need to do. I mean, these things are going to go down the road. You have no idea what, what some of these highways might look like till you get on them and they're bumping and rattling and things like that. And, you know, it, it should be expected that there's going to be a few things that might need to be tweaked a little bit once you get to your destination. So bring some screwdrivers, things like that, that you can do. Um, and again, we live in a an in interesting age where there's information like crazy out there. And even if you're not super handy, you can always hop on YouTube or yeah. something like that and type in almost anything. How do I fix my water heater? And I, you know, certainly there's going to be a hundred different videos on how to do that. So, I mean, there's just all sorts of there's just a wealth of information out there that, you know, how-to videos. So make sure you, you use those resources. Um, and I always tell everybody it's, I kind of joke at, it, it's funny, but it's true. It's always make sure you have duct tape and zip ties.
0: <laughs>
1: it, it doesn't matter what kind of RV you have. You can fix a lot of things or at least get yourself down the road with those two items to get to a dealership. So you don't have to be stranded out in the campground someplace. If it's, you know you forgot to put your awning up and a windstorm came or something like that you can fix a lot of things with yeah. duct tape and zip ties
0: it's it's like you know it's some of the greatest inventions you know there's like you know fire and then uh, the wheel and then and then somewhere <laughs> in there you're going to find duct tape in my opinion yeah for sure yep. you know tom yep. i I, uh, I i think you make a good point there because the the whole youtube experience i mean i inherited a a hot tub from my in-laws and um uh, I became very quickly, I wouldn't say that I could make my, a business out of it, but anybody up and down the street that's got a hot tub, they know who to call because I watched <laughs> so many YouTube videos on how to fix my hot tub. And rather than spending five, 600 bucks to have someone come out and do it, I was able to easily do it. Well, pretty much easily do it simply by watching YouTube videos. And you know, a lot of the manufacturers now have training programs too that are available on apps on your phone even um, so you're right there's a lot at your disposal I just always like to recommend that people do a little bit of work on their part to make sure that their warranties remain valid uh, and I used to always talk with you know people in the field about hey check it like what you said earlier you know actually get somebody to go on the roof if you don't feel comfortable doing it um, heck some manufacturers you can't even walk on the roof which is crazy to me but Uh, but if you can get somebody to get up there and check your seals, because that's the other problem, right? I mean, you have warranties, but if there's negligence there or abuse, you know, a lot of these manufacturers will say, sorry, you know, sorry about your luck. We're not going to cover it because you did not do this, you know, check the seal. Um, you know, I, I always tell people too, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish my little, uh, my little monologue here, but I always tell people little things like, you know, tire pressure gauges and other things like that, you said in a toolbox just or in a bag so you can have it and make it in, because even something as, as, as as simple, you would seem as just replacing your tires. I mean, on a class A diesel motorhome, you're looking at possibly $3,500 to replace all those tires and something as simple as just a a tire pressure monitor. If you don't have it built in uh, could really make a difference, you know,
1: Yep, for sure. That's well, absolutely. Tom, I, I, uh, I really appreciate
0: I know you're in the middle. You, you, I was fortunate enough to call you during your lunch hour, and I know you've got some other appointments today, but um, I, I would love to have you come back on, uh, on, on the show with us again. I'll, I'll get an email or two, I'm sure, from, from this episode, and someone might ask, hey, what do, you, what do you think maybe Tom would think about this or about that, and, and uh, I'll compile that into a list, and then we'll get you on and uh, start feeding some more questions
1: your way. Sounds great. Yeah. I, I, as you know, this industry, once you get wrapped up into it, man, it never really leaves you. It's, you know, especially when you got a passion for it. So when I uh, left Winnebago, um, got out of the industry, I went, as you know, I, I told you the story, but we went and bought a travel trailer and like, I'm, I'm still going to do this. And so we were able to, you know, kids were out of school because of what's going on in the world with COVID and everything. So we're like, let's, let's go take COVID? a trip. Never heard of it. Sorry. Yeah. What's COVID? Yeah. You never heard of that. So we That's thought right, let's I go take a trip. The national parks are open. Yeah,
0: you yeah. you took your family. That's right. You're you're part of the RV community. We we'll have to get you to get some pictures. You went. I mean, you you took a real trip. You didn't just do a weekend thing. I mean, you went all over.
1: We did. We we dreamed about this for a long time. We always thought we'd have to wait till we were retired to take a big trip out west like what we did. But it just so happened that everything worked out just the way it should this year. And so we took a ended up being four weeks. Just just right at exactly one month when we returned home and. So let's see I think we did seven national parks. I don't know how many states, six or seven states, mostly out west. So I mean, you know, we're in California, Utah and Arizona. Um, it was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. Something we've, we've dreamt about and we'll remember for the rest of our lives for sure.
0: Yeah, it's the I always say with uh, when when I'm when I'm on the uh, on these podcasts or I'm talking to people, I, I mean I'm such a I'm just such a big believer in RVing. It's you know the best trips my family and I have ever taken, way before COVID, you know, and before you know RVs got in the limelight. Um, I got to tell you, man, it is. It, there's nothing really like brings you together is spending a few days out there, being one with nature and, and exploring God's beautiful country that He gave us, man. It's, yeah, it's
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, Tommy, yeah. I appreciate you, bud. Listen, go out and get another pair of nice shoes and send me a picture of it so I know how to dress. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> Will do. I appreciate Thanks, it. I appreciate Thanks
0: for coming on the show, and thank you for listening to the MIRV uh, podcast, MIRV Ninja podcast. Let me see if I can get that right. We'll look forward to talking to you guys again real soon down the road. Take care and God bless.